0: Welcome to a new version of our podcast series. First, let me introduce myself. I am Nestor Segarra, and I am the latest addition to It Meets West team, and I couldn't be happy about it. Uh, But for those who don't know, uh, what is It It Meets West? It is a network of LGBTIQ professionals for Western and Eastern Europe that facilitates the exchange of ideas Best practices and inspire and, and the improvement of social acceptance of LGBTIQ people in different countries. In this special edition of our podcast, we will address our experience at the recent It Midwest Conference 2021. And so, I am very happy to welcome Ludo and Pavel, founders of It Midwest. I am pretty sure you already know them, but I would like to ask you guys for a brief introduction of yourself. For those who are not lucky enough to meet you yet. Maybe we could start with you, Ludo? Of course. Beauty before uh, whatever. Uh, Yes,
1: Uh, no, I just want to say I'm Ludo Swin. I am uh, together with Pavel. We started, I think eight years ago, we started East meets West. Um, I am, uh, we both build it up gradually. We did it together when we lived in, in Vienna. We worked in the same uh, bank, so we worked there. But since the beginning of last year, I left Vienna and I'm now living in Belgium again. And I got since the 1st of August, so big news. I'm officially retired. That means that I don't do anything anymore and the money comes in, it's wonderful. No, I think this is something that we do and we do it a lot on our own. So uh, that's about me. So if you want to reach me, I'm now in Belgium and I'm a Belgian, really, I'm a Belgian.
0: Thank you, Ludov. Now, Pavel.
2: Uh, sure. So my name is Pavel Schubert. Uh, I was born in uh, in Czech Republic. Uh, yeah, already some some time ago. But uh, for the last 17 years, uh, I lived in uh, in Vienna. I'm I'm little less uh, fortunate than Ludov uh, because I still need to to work and work very hard. So I cannot just be uh, yeah sitting at home in my um, armchair. No, I still need to go yeah, to the know. office yeah. every single morning. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I still feel very fortunate. Fortunate uh, in the term of that I live in a country which uh, is uh, very, very, very open to the LGBTIQ community. I think from the from also the, the scale, uh, we are almost reaching uh, the top of uh, of Europe. I'm also very uh, privileged and uh, and fortunate uh, to be in great relationship for many years and uh, actually super privileged uh, also to have uh, our
0: daughter around us. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you guys for that. Uh, those nice introductions of yourself. And so, as I mentioned, we are going to address our experience in the 8 minutes WETS conference. So I would like to start uh, with you, Ludo, actually. Um, the first questions could be, each of uh, the conference has a theme what was that 2021 fintech yeah we start we, we did this i
1: think a few years ago we started with giving a conference a theme because we want to have a kind of a red line through the whole conference with so this the messages is clearly together and all the messages linked together. And every time we try to find something that is at that moment relevant. yeah. And this time, I think the most important element that we saw is, is change. Now, if you put change, it's kind of boring as, as a title. So therefore, I was looking for something new. So me as a very sportive guy, I was looking of the world of surfing because, you know, surfers, uh, there are strange people, when they see a large wave, normal people would run away, but they're happy with it because they ride these waves. They turn these, these, let's say, this this wave into something, uh, a great moment of enjoyment for them. They use this wave and they they use the dynamics of that wave. And that is exactly what we want to say. Therefore, we said riding the waves of change. We want really to, to be... A clear let's say inspiration for what is happening behind around us because we know we are now confronted with a new environment they call it a new normal nobody knows what it is but the thing is that we want to show the people and to show the participants that what possibly could be a way of of making this wave of, of change, which we don't like, into some wave of opportunities, making it using the momentum of this change. And therefore, it's important that we, we try it in the, in the conference to, um, to inspire people, to get some input for them, to make them aware that this is a great moment in time for all of us. And therefore, came the team riding the waves of change.
0: Such, such a nice name, such a nice, and um, as you said, uh, it, it's a clear message that you are delivering. So this uh, this conference uh, of 2021 took place in Poland. I was wondering why Poland. Maybe Pavel, you could you could answer this question: Why Poland? It was an online an online event, so we could stay uh, in in Austria or in Belgium. by why Poland? Why well, we have to go over there?
2: Sure, you're right. Um, I mean, we we decided to make it in Poland, uh, in the capital of Poland, so Warsaw. And you're also right that uh, we could have stayed either in Vienna or we could have stayed in in Belgium. So we could have stayed in this kind of comfort zone, but that wouldn't be us. We always try to, with every conference, to bring something new and also to somehow innovate ourselves. So when we started uh, thinking about 2021, Yes, that was one of the option. Let's do it from Vienna, from the seat of East meets West. But at the same time, we said like, no. I mean, we cannot just be in the situ in in a country where actually we feel well, where everything is uh, rather good. We need to actually go somewhere on the ground. We need to go to the countries uh, where, unfortunately, the situation is not as good, or even the situation is uh, is very hostile. So we had several uh, options uh, we were evaluating and at the end we decided for Poland and we were super proud to actually make this and make this as a kind of statement yes it is a, it's a simple thing really because uh, you actually are broadcasting live this was not a physical conference it was the, it was an online conference so really we could stay, have stayed uh, anywhere but just to just to be in Poland to set up a studio to engage with the local businesses and to have in the studio the, the NGOs from Poland, this was for us extremely important. And also the feedback which we got was actually kind of hand in hand with uh, with what we wanted to achieve because yes, the people appreciated that we took the kind of the next mile and we really created a kind of additional awareness or put additional spotlight on the country which uh, is of, of the need. And for me personally, because uh, I also traveled to Poland uh, to the studio it was also super important to get there in in a certain sustainable way. So, yes, I took a 10 hour night train from Vienna to Warsaw and it was extremely enjoyable. So, yes, there are different ways uh, how we can do things. And I'm somehow proud to say that we at East Meets West, uh, we try to make things different and we always try to make
0: things uh, more innovative. Great. Thank you. For sure. I agree with you. It was quite a statement to make it, uh, this event from Poland. But moving on, uh, I would like to address also the agenda. It was it was great from the, the the very first topic that I would like to ask you to both of you guys, the line up. It, it, it was incredible. Who put together the agenda? Uh, who, who decide over the, 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 the speakers? I don't know who of, of, of you would like to start. Maybe I, I, I love the question. Love the question. <laughs> Sorry,
2: <laughs> if I jump in. I mean, I love the question because, uh... I mean, when we start planning our conference, and this is a bit of kitchen secrets. Uh, so I think we start always like February, middle of February, and then we meet, meet with Ludo and start think about hmm, how do we approach this year's conference. And then we have few ideas, and then we have few first names, and then there is there are lots of sleepless nights because we fear that oh my God, what we have done? I mean, we announced uh, we run a conference. And we have nobody. We have maybe few, I don't know, prospects or or even maybe our yeah. ideas. And then suddenly there is some kind of magical moment on the way before the conference where suddenly we are receiving uh, acceptances uh, to the to different panels and people would like to proactively join us. And suddenly we're like, oh my God, this is like, it's too much. We cannot fit it in one day. So I think it's a joint effort, Luda, right? And uh, yeah. it kind of also reflects... Uh, The network and the connections uh, we have
1: yeah it starts really like you mean it starts always with a a white page of paper yeah because we have to find the team and once you have the team and we agree on it then we try to fill in the different parts of the puzzle yeah and as, as pavel said this is something that in the beginning, we worried about it, yeah? Because what the hell, oh, it doesn't gonna work. We know that it, it, it works. We have in the meantime, so many contacts of people that we can invite or even ask the people themselves if they know somebody who is suitable for the subject. And of course, we also are not afraid to, to take the phone or write a mail to a person and say, can you join us that we don't know? And somehow I think with all the work we've done after so many years, we have a lot of credibility. I mean, we are not, they know we are professionals. They know that we, we have a clear view on what we do and we take it very serious. And therefore, I think it, it's, it's never easy because sometimes you have a subject that you want to have and you cannot fill it in. Yeah, we have it sometimes and others, but generally speaking, at the end, it's always the problem. In the beginning, we don't know who, then it comes okay. And at the end, we have to refuse people. And now it even comes so far that they knock at our door. Can I please speak on your conference? Which is some it's it's nice, but also sometimes annoying because you have to say no, there is no place anymore. But that is it. And then this magic moment when the puzzle pieces come all together and it fits, yeah. And mm-hmm. the thing is, there is one thing also that that's that I think I would like to add is that you know, we are, I think, one of the few, if not the only, big conference where the two of us moderate ourselves every topic. Sure. Yeah. That's I mean, other international organizations, other conferences, they are very good, but they leave it to to other people. We stand there, so we need to be involved in, we need to be sure about who does what. We want to be behind it, and this gives it, on the one hand, a lot of freedom and also a lot of, a lot of responsibility. And one other thing I would also like to add, we are totally independent. The two of us decide on what will be done and how it will be done. There may be a sponsor that gives us millions and what happened before, but I mean, it could happen. We decide, yeah, we never sell ourselves. And that also gives us a kind of independence that we are proud of. So we don't worry anymore. We have sleepless nights, but we know at the end it will change into a nice dream. Um, It's always like that.
0: Thank you Bob, for your answer. I, I have to say that I agree. The response of the speakers and maybe the sponsor as well were just great. So following, I would like to ask you now what was the most enjoyable moment for you guys who would like to start would
2: you like would you like to start ludo i'm, I'm of sure course. That I, I mean, I the most the enjoyable
1: program. moment of the whole conference for me was the end of the conference <laughs> because <laughs> i mean you don't i mean it sounds now strange but you know many things can go wrong yeah because it's life yeah and I think it mm-hmm. in the past year, not this year, but the past one, something's went wrong. So it depends on technique. It depends on other people, which this time were perfect. We had very good people. Things can go wrong when you work online. Uh, we have very strict time slots if we have this this thing. So you have to, on the one hand, talk to the people, give them space, and on the other hand, look at the, at the time, which is very annoying sometimes. And you can always a slip of the tongue is always possible, you know. I still remember, you know, one of the first ones we had, somebody said uh, the remark that there were almost no women speaking on the conference. And I made then the historical contribution. Yes, we really need lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> that is, was in the beginning, which was a very stupid thing to say, but you learn also. So, uh, And this time, of course, I was all the time confused between Krakow and Warsaw. And I also didn't really know where to say that I was. I was in my place and I live in a suburb of Antwerp, but I cannot say he is in Warsaw and I'm in Capella. People say, what the hell is Capella? So I said, perhaps I can say Antwerp, but yeah. So I said Brussels and then, yeah. So at the end I said Belgium because it's quite difficult to do that. But uh, at the end, there were no real things. And I think, and of course, at the end of the of the, of the thing, you're happy it's finished, you're happy, you're proud. At the same time, you make notes for the next conference. You know, let's do this, let's do that. So it's a mixed feeling of, oof, we did it again. And on the other hand, how can we do it better? So I think that was my 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 feeling about it.
0: Thank you. What about you, Paul? It's interesting to listen to you,
2: Ludo, because uh, obviously we are completely different. <laughs> I mean, for me, the end of the conference was not the most enjoyable moment uh, I think, I mean, when we when we switch off the cameras, but uh, for me, I mean, there were two moments which kind of were, wow. Uh, actually one moment was the, the wow, wow. It was the moment where after weeks of preparation, and uh, I guess the audience need to understand that we were in different locations. You were in Brussels. Uh, I was here in Vienna. We had a great help from Nestor, who was in, in Linz. Uh, and we did all of the preparations remotely and we we prepared the conference broadcast from from Warsaw from Poland we had no idea what to expect right so it was the moment uh, of entering uh, the conference room where we built the studio where i was speechless because entering the room seeing the stage seeing the three large screens Seeing the graphics which we have played on our kind of notebook, suddenly seeing it in a, in, a, in a full dimension. Seriously, this was a moment of of of, of enjoyment because you really wish that uh, things would be really ready, and they were ready. And uh, here I also have to even compliment uh, to all of the businesses and to all of the agencies and uh, and supporters who we who we engaged. We even didn't have a signed contract, and everything was in place. And uh, this is something what I super appreciate. Second enjoyable moment, and there were more of them, when Ludo was moderating. Because in that moment, I could relax. <laughs> I could breathe. Yes. I could yes. eat something. I mean, I didn't eat much the whole day, but at least I could have a cup of coffee or something and walk a little bit. Because still... The whole experience of online conferencing, whew, that's, that's not an easy job to do. So mm-hmm. I was really always like, yes, now it's my time for a break.
0: <laughs> I can understand thank that. Thank you. Thank you for your answers as well. Well, now that we talk about enjoyable moments, could I ask if there were any sad moments during the conference? I mean,
1: I, I didn't really have... Uh, deep emotional moments because i was very much in what i was saying and it was also a very professional thing but i always had and every time when it came back uh, it is this incredible sad feeling that you get when you see that that there are still so many problems so many there's so much discrimination so many homophobia so many people that are chased and hurt uh, even sometimes to to suicide uh, on on how society can can really uh, play a disgusting role towards people. Um, these things are always in my mind. That is one of the reasons why I think we also do this. We do this, in fact, for the for the the boy or the girl that grows up in a in a village in Poland, yeah, and that that certainly experience I am I'm gay, I'm lesbian, I'm, I'm transgender, and they are they're blocked, you know, they are doomed almost to be unhappy. And that is something that when, when you feel people saying and then coming from these countries, that this hurts. And this is another, it is in every country still available. It is still, it's there. And that makes me extremely sad, yeah, extremely sad. And then that this is something that's all the time there. Um, and it also motivates us to, to continue. But that is always something that hangs around, something like the, above my head.
0: Thanks, thanks, Roger. Very honest answer, Ludo. Um, what about you pavel
2: well for me there was a it was a little sad moment the minute we switched off the cameras so ludo was super happy but uh, honestly I was, I was i was somehow sad i was i was missing the audience i was missing yes. the the people i was missing that uh, yeah let's let's now Go and uh, let's meet the people. Let's talk about. Let's talk about what we have talked the whole day about, yeah. right? Let uh, Let's interact. Let's Let's get some. I don't know. Even feedback from the people, and uh, also let's uh, Let's be me, Ludo, together, and uh, let's celebrate what we have achieved. So that made me for for a few minutes a bit sad. Yeah, right?
1: I understand but, that because because you were there and you were living this. I was sitting in my living room when the, when, the, when the thing went down, like close it, it was finished, you know, it was done. I mean, and we had nice moments in, in previous conference that were live where we get applause from people and you meet the people. Sometimes the two of us even hugged each other because they were so happy that we did this. So uh, yeah, that is that is the power of, of, a live, of a live audience. So we hope that next year it might be a hybrid situation where we still have some people there because indeed, uh, it's a great feeling to feel that you are contributing to something, that the people are there, you know them, you feel them, you see them. And that, that is absolutely true. You're right. That is something that was relatively a sad moment. Yeah, that's true.
2: But I mm. must say also at the same time that uh, it was just a moment uh, and uh, I got then uh, a great company of uh, some of the people who who actually were with us in the studio. So mm-hmm. that's it kind of balanced up, and uh, I was then super happy again.
0: True, true. Well, for for sure, and uh, hopefully things get better for next year, and we could have this immediate feedback for people who could attend to uh, to the event. So, moving a little more into detail of the of the conference, you each of you introduce a one very high level person at the opening session. Could you tell us a little more about this, maybe first, you, Ludo?
1: Well, I mean, we always have somebody, uh, normally one person who we have this theory, the honour of opening the, the conference, somebody who is what we call a VIP, yeah? Yeah. different types. We, we changed also a little bit the VIPs in the sense in the beginning, we looked very much at their position. Now we look at their position and what they have to say. Yeah. And I was lucky from my side to introduce somebody from, from Belgium itself. We had there the Vice Prime Minister of Belgium, somebody uh, who was introduced to me to some of our contacts here. It went very smooth, very nicely. She was very happy to join, and uh, I was proud to have her there. And and also she said in her message, her video message, uh, really valuable things. It was not just like, look at me, I'm a minister, I'm great. No, it was really somebody who also in her personal life went through a whole journey of, of, of getting up, being to becoming what she is and then reaching the top. So it was also a message of, look, if you really want, if you are strong, you have friends and everything, you can reach the top. And this lady who is a transgender, she is now one of the top people in Belgium in politics. And she is appreciated because of her knowledge of our activity. And this is something also as a Belgium, as a Belgian, we are very strange and small country, but I'm really very proud of it, that we are so far that we have on the highest level people that are appreciated for the work they do or criticized for the work they do but not because who they live with or what they are and i was happy to be able to share that with others and, and really i was happy to do that i still am thankful for that
0: thank you thank you and what about you Pavel?
2: just to make maybe the the ludov story complete uh, this was petra de sutra
0: right
2: yeah something we forgot to mention well, uh, in my case, uh, I was in Poland, and uh, I was super happy to introduce somebody who actually didn't have to travel long, uh, long distance because somebody from Poland. And for us, it was extremely also important to have the opening also by a Polish official. So I had the pleasure to welcome on the stage uh, Krzysztof uh, Smiechek, uh, who is gay man and who is the member of Polish Parliament. Uh, he had this opening speech uh, and. I still remember him uh, saying that uh, great things are not happening uh, by themselves. And uh, there is lots of, or they are actually the result of great work of great people. And this was was somehow a kind of uh, reconfirmation that uh, also our conference is contributing to this. Because he also said that uh, there is a certain wave of change. Yes, there is a wave of change. And... uh, it made us uh, also proud that uh, we are part of it, and uh, we kind of contributed uh, with also our work uh,
0: to to the change. Yeah. Okay, thank you, thank you, both of you. So before moving into the sessions, uh, one last question about our opening, especially to you, Paul. You took Ludox place and ran the first session. That was not very polite. How does no. that feel? <laughs>
2: Well, I just felt I needed to beat Ludo uh, because he always takes the first place, right? So he's always the one first on the stage with his uh, super famous to look from the East and to look from the West. Uh, so I did find a way how to actually beat him. So I suggest that Ludo, I mean, if we are in Poland, why don't we really start with the deep dive uh, of Poland? Of course, now making it up. Uh, we wanted uh, to really start, uh, if we are in Poland, uh, with a kind of reflection, what's the situation in uh, in the country? And I had with me in the studio Julia uh, mm-hmm. Matejocha. She's the chairwoman of uh, the Warsaw Pride, and uh, also Mateusz Kępa. He's the president of uh, Znaki Równości from from mm-hmm. Krakow. And we wanted actually also with this to have a somehow balanced view of okay, capital city. But also Krakow, it's not the capital, it's, it's still a large city, but it's, uh, it's actually not the number one city in the in the country. I'm super happy that, yes, I mean, we, we touched uh, the challenges, what, uh, what people in Poland uh, are going through. And then we also touched the challenges, what uh, the two NGOs are going through. All of this visibility, the, the respect, uh, or I don't know, even the support from officials. But there were also quite some positive messages. Julia, Mateusz, they both were, were talking about uh, that also there is a certain wave of change that maybe even unexpectedly they are getting even support from uh, from official representatives. And I need to mention one thing. Uh, for me, it's, it's a kind of important learning of this session. It was a question from the audience. What if a city where I live, imagine there is a German city, which has a partnership with the Polish city, and the Polish city happens to be the LGBT free zone. So the LGBT free zone, uh, which actually uh, is free from LGBTI ideology. So how to react? And I was actually quite, I mean, it was for me a great new learning, a recommendation from Julia and from Mateusz, do not stop the, the relationship right? So most important thing, uh, do not stop the relationship. Don't don't cut or don't drop this uh, this partnership, but ask questions. Ask questions. So, okay, so what does this mean? Why do you do it? Why do you as a city do it? Why do you actually say that the uh, LGBT uh, IQ, uh, ideology is not welcome? And uh, I think this is also a certain recommendation, what uh, anybody of us can take. And even without, uh, I don't know, like city relationship to Poland, I think it's a valid question to ask. And maybe we will be surprised that actually not many people can really answer the question why this is really being done. Mm-hmm.
0: True. Quite, quite important words, really. Thank you, Paweł. And now a quick question from Ludo: um, How did a classical? You know what I mean, right?
1: Yeah, you don't mean me. I'm a classic. <laughs> I'm a piece of a museum I know I'm a <laughs> dinosaur but it's okay and dinosaurs are very popular among kids especially you know I mean you talk about the view the view of view of the east and a view of the west which is uh, something that has been done for many times uh, you know the thing is that uh, if you have a good format of something then mm-hmm. you can play with it and this is this is the perfect thing about that format you can put in in uh, the view you can put out of things you can put there a country that you that that Nobody knows what is happening there. And we did it also this, this year. We did it with with Turkey, for instance. Turkey was a country that everybody knows, here, a lot of things about, and what is happening to our community there. We could talk about, um, let's say, more, more, more news-like information, like about the USA. What's the difference between Biden and and, and, and and Trump, yeah? From a person who lives there. And then, of course, you also had other things like Ireland. Ireland has gone over a revolution. What happened? And the people could then learn what was the push. Why Why did this cl- click happen? And then, of course, we were also very proud to have a country from our own region, Romania, that started this, this Chamber of Commerce, which is also unique. So, you see, it's always a mix of things. But what we really do is we want to... to, to to, to, to give insights. As Pawel said, I mean, the insight on the situation in Poland uh, is very valuable. You hear something, but you don't hear the story. And when people from from, from Poland in his in his session said, uh, this happens and that that's the reason, that's extremely valuable. So this is now a classic yes, and I will keep doing it uh, because um, I'm always looking for something new. So uh, next year, but this time, I will, I will try to be the first again, of course. Uh, but um, you will see me again. It's
0: a good format. It will be good. You may be sure of it. Thank you. Thank you, Ludo. So moving on to our sessions. The next one was the keynote. For you, Pavel, could you, could you um, um, comment a little of who was in charge of this? Uh, the, I mean, the topic of the
2: conference, uh, the theme was, uh, was change. And uh, when we were brainstorming with Ludo so, hmm. whom could we actually approach? Whom could we invite uh, to deliver a real keynote, a valid keynote? It's actually it wasn't it wasn't difficult at all because uh, one person, one name can immediately f- f- to the to the kind of the front list. It's someone or it is a someone who traveled all of the five continents, somebody who, interviewed, well, maybe hundreds of people, including CEOs, so really the top executives of companies, and uh, who also wrote a book about it. And uh, we had the pleasure to have on the stage, actually. I was sitting next to the very famous uh, Jens Schandorf. So Jens, uh, he's a German economist, uh, he's a author, so he published uh, recently the English edition of The Game Changer. And what I loved about uh, this whole keynote It was not just 20 minutes of a keynote. No, this was very specific. What are the 10 concrete trends? And how to respond to these trends? And I will not reveal here what the trends are and uh, what is the recommendation on how to react uh, to the trends. What maybe in this stage, I would like to say is that uh, all of the recordings of the conference are already part of our member zone on our website. So www.eastmeetswest.eu, you can get in, you can sign up uh, and uh, you can get uh, and watch and listen to, to all of the recordings and including Jens' 10 recommendations.
0: Thank you, thank you for for that, that note. Um, then with that, we were uh, ready with the first half of the event. So we enjoy a good lunch and then we were ready for the second half of the day, right?
2: Well, I was not eating at all, uh, Ludo, in the meantime, in, uh, in Belgium, I think, was it served, like champagne, caviar, some mussels maybe? No, or? no,
1: it was French fries and mayonnaise, yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah,
2: the healthy stuff, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think you course. mentioned it uh, even on the conference that uh, you're only following the, the healthy diet.
1: Three. Only healthy diet, absolutely. I've been following it now for 65 years because I want to end as a slim guy but I'm afraid it will only happen when I'm in my coffin. And after two, three weeks, I will probably be slim. The only time people will say, look how slim he is, but it will not really enjoy myself a lot with it. But okay, I keep trying.
2: But uh, I think the afternoon session, uh, the intro, what we wanted to do is we wanted to kind of recap uh, our work. So we we talked about all of the spotlight series, so the podcast which we published. Mm. They're also available on our public website. And then we also announced something uh, very important to us. So we are partnering uh, this year uh, with the Central European University, which has moved from Hungary to Vienna, and uh, we were able to offer a, a joint program. So it was a follow- fellowship uh, for LGBTIQ business people or managers in Central and Eastern Europe. So really to, to bring something uh, which is which is tangible, Because yes, we talk about uh, how to increase uh, the acceptance of LGBTIQ LGBTIQ community, but in this way, we really were able to get some special conditions to people who really want to uh, take on a career and uh, apply for an executive MBA at the Central European University.
0: That's great. How important is the support of, of an institution as a university for the LGBTI community? Great. Thank you, Pavel. Thank you, Ludo. 12. So, uh, following uh, Ludo, I would like to ask you about the next session. Your NGO in a change war. Time for a new story.
1: You know that what? we have we have uh, a lot of of um,
0: this is about inspiration,
1: fully inspiration. Okay. We have a lot of and many of our really relevant contacts are NGOs who do a lot of work, have been doing a lot of work, uh, very successful. They are the drivers of of, of improvement of our community. Um, and they did a great job. I mean, if you look at all the countries, even in the worst environment, they did great job, and they still do that. But um, I, even I, as an as an as I'd say as an older person, I see things are changing. The world is changing in many ways. We communicate in a different way. We talk to people in a different way. The expectations of people are different. We have different partners to talk to. In, in in our in our work as NGOs. So what we want to do is we want to say, look, it's time also for a new story. We need to tell a new story to the world, to the people, to our own people, to the people around it. It's very important to do that and be aware of that. And that's why we also gave them, I think four countries that we mentioned where they do things in a different way. And I don't want to forget them. I have them here anyway on my paper, because I forget things. When you get older, you forget things. We had indeed uh, in, uh, in, in this, this part we had four countries which we took, which we know, and that could really serve as inspiration. Yeah, we had indeed Hungary, where we have uh, an an organization NGO that really works on working with businesses involving businesses, getting businesses as also local drivers of change, of inclusion and diversity. They do it very well, very successfully. They reach out to the, to the businesses and they come really, a uh, local businesses even, which is quite amazing. We have Bosnia who are very well active and very active and successful in political uh, lobbying almost. They reached a lot of, of, of results by really pushing the political people there. And then we have a country like Bulgaria, where we have Simeon, who is has always been different from the others, but uh, he is now, especially in his last conference, he was talking about about health, about uh, being good, being healthy, and health in, as, 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 a, as a person, also an LGBTI person. So a total different approach, but that really, opened also my eyes to what can be in the future relevant and then of course we had spain even spain that also as a large country is a very active country that also mobilizes in their own way their community so we gave a few examples of what could be an inspiration for others to say let's try this because we really hope that from our conference they are doing the so-called copy and paste you can copy and paste try something contact them ask them steal ideas but this is how we also move forward. And we are one community confronted with one problem. So why not use successful remedies from others?
0: Thank you. I agree totally with you, it was quite inspirational. And moving on now, for you Pavel, the next section was about CSR. What is actually CSR and why it was part of the agenda? CSR in other terms, uh, corporate social responsibility.
2: And I think this will always be part of our East means West conferences uh, because we have one belief, and it was even kind of said by one of the four panelists, which I had, is that uh, multinational companies, uh, they have the duty to give back, to give back to the country where they are present. And I have the honor to to have on the stage, online stage, because I was alone in the room, but I have four great panelists uh, online joining me. It was uh, Carla Maria Tiburtini from uh, GE Aviation Business or Avio Aero. Uh, I have uh, Tuvia uh, Borak from Goldman Sachs. I have Denise uh, from Athos. And I also had uh, Alexandra or Alexei, I'm sorry, from uh, Hogan Lals. And they all had something in common. They all had active or have active operations in Poland. So for us in this session, it was super important not to talk about what is the definition of CSR and uh, to actually talk about what can it be. No, it was really about concrete examples, being it from the side of the global companies and what uh, global programs do they run. But even up to the local specific examples on, I don't know, talent acquisition, what uh, what Borak was, uh, was talking about, the campaign. Uh, to towards uh, talent acquisition and their uh, and their uh, graduates program. And we went even one step further. We did not only look at Poland, but we also, with the help of Alexei, we were able to look at what's the situation in Russia. So we all know that uh, in Russia, the situation is maybe more hostile, but still companies can do something. They can do act within the safe space which they offer inside their companies, they can do activities. And uh, there is already for many years happening series of round tables where corporates are getting together exactly for sharing best practices.
0: Great, thank you. Thank you so much for that insight. Um, then the next one for you, Ludo, you are famous uh, for headlines, So the next section was, the end of great suits. You wanted to say maybe that, yeah, that from now on we will wear our rainbow suits. Or <clears> who, And who was your guest Your guest for this session? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, where, where does it come from? I still remember that I was, uh, yeah, put it off now. It's very great. <laughs> um, the thing is that, I mean, I, I some, I will say it, a, a few years ago, I was in a meeting and all the members of the board of this institution were there. And I realized when I looked at them, what I saw was in fact uh, 10 different shades of gray, yeah? It was dark gray, light gray, gray gray, other gray, and then at a given moment, I realized even that some of the people were gray, yeah? And I said, this is the board. And many people see it like this. Not all the boards are like that, but in many countries, I think in Europe, gray is still very popular, yeah? Very popular. And uh, I know that one of our good contacts in the US, Fabrice Houdard, who was the, my, my, my uh, contact there and our, our, our the, the speaker, he is working on this. He's working on the element of how to make the boards of companies that want to be diverse and including, how to make them also more LGBT, at least they have one LGBT person there in this board or even two, because it's important to have this kind of variety also on the board. You can be very, very good on the lowest level, higher level, mid level, high management, but it's 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 necessary also to think about the board as being diverse. Now this is something, and I put it there. it was a very short session because in Europe, this is still not a topic. We are still discussing about is it possible to have women in the board? This sounds silly, but it's still in many countries and in many companies. Still, an issue like, can we have them there, or is it better to keep them in the kitchen? It's like that, very much still. It improves a lot, but it's still far way to go. Now, this is the next step already, because you know this thing is that a woman in the board, you see her, yeah, it's a woman. Now you need first of all to have a board member, and then the board member is to say, I'm as if the IQ also something that will be very interesting in the future we wanted to show for the first time this thing this topic that will at a given moment come up and it will be a battle i think that will be much more difficult than the women in the board but it will be and it makes sense because if you want to be an inclusive company then you have to be inclusive and diverse also on the top where decisions are taken and that is where you also need these people so therefore i thought it was very good and Fabrice, of course as as one of our our great great friends i think and also at the same time a person who puts this in the agenda in the us especially and all the agendas i wanted to give him some space i want to give him the stage also to talk about this and also give us reasons why he does it and what it means i think it was just also an eye-opener but will be in the future in the future also something that will pop up again
0: thank you thank you Lula. i think that yeah it, it it's uh it's, it addressed the true meaning of inclusion and diversity for sure. And before we move on, Ludo, I was also would like to ask you, it is great that it meets West Wing also the next mile when it comes to LGBTQ business and brought concrete numbers from Poland. How much does exclusion cost to Poland?
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, you talk, you, you asked me, there are some figures and I know yeah. Pavel knows it very well. I like to talk, but I'm not a person for figures yeah i mean now i can say it i cannot work with excel not at all i cannot even put one and one together imagine how i made a career in banking yeah i mean hello it's it's amazing that i did it but just to say i'm not a, i'm not a person that is really addicted to figures and this but i'm 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 aware of one thing that is that you need facts and figures to improve the credibility of the case that you defend. Yeah? I mean, it's very if you go to people that are not convinced and you talk about it's good to do this and it's nice to do this, it's true, but if you put them facts, hard facts on paper, that is just a powerful tool. And that is expected, especially what our, our friend George Perloff from Open for Business did. He put indeed, he said, What does it cost, for instance, if, if also in poll, what does it cost? The policy you have now against diversity this homophobic approach that you have, what does it cost? And then they talk about things like like, like competition that you lose, innovation that you lose, economic growth that you lose, and it goes up to 1.75% of the GDP, which is an enormous amount. And to be very concrete, with the amount that they lose in Poland by having this kind of policy, they can finance the local secondary education over the the country. So you see what you miss. You miss not only power, innovation, Competent, but also you miss money. And if you go to these people in the beginning, they will say, well, you know, whatever, but at the end, this stays around. You make your case very strong. And that is why we want to have also George there to say, look in our region, and it took four countries, but it will be the same for many countries, not being inclusive, not being diverse, having a homophobic attitude to, to people. It costs you money and not just a few cents. It costs you billions. And that is the message we want to give, also.
0: Thank you, thank you, Ludo. That's, I think it's how important it is is to have a clear view, and what it, when it comes to numbers is more than clear. Okay, so following now, Pavel, we haven't we haven't forget about you, but you have the final panel. What went on there?
2: Uh, I mean, that's that's very kind that uh,
0: you didn't forget <laughs>
2: about me. Uh, that's correct uh, so I had uh, the last panel I mean this last panel so before throughout the conference we were looking at LGBTIQ from perspective of human rights so NGOs uh, and, uh, and also engagement uh, with the different uh, parts of society then we had uh, the view from okay so this economical perspective of the whole state so what it means to lose uh, actually if, uh, on we also then had a view with CSR what companies can do for their employees so that was the element of uh, workplace diversity and inclusion so we needed also to kind of uh, put the, also the missing element and the missing element to, to be really complete is LGBTIQ business in terms of LGBTIQ owned and operated businesses because these people exist as well and these people need to also take the right place in in society we designed this panel specifically so also we address not only so what it is there for the small businesses so for these diverse businesses and i was happy to have Matej Tachnik as a ceo and co-founder of vacuum labs from slovakia in the studio but also the side of the corporates so what can corporates do Beside workplace diversity. And the topic is uh, supply diversity. So really questioning how much of the spend of the company, of the corporate, is going towards underrepresented minorities. And LGBTIQ businesses, they are underrepresented minority. Because ask yourself, uh, if you are listening and you are in a corporate environment, so how much do you procure or buy from LGBTIQ-owned and operated businesses. In most of the cases, you will not know because it's not measured. So there are some champions, I would say, who are already existing uh, also in Europe. I had on the stage uh, with me Peter Czerp from Accenture and uh, Alexandra Tamrov from Unilever. And we've been talking about what could be the specific programs. And uh, this goes starting from really engaging with them, giving the opportunities for Uh, for being engaged in different tenders, but also it's about the support it's about uh, i don't know mentoring it's about development support because all of this if you put it together it's about helping coming out because still in our environment in ce region the biggest obstacle is to come out in business people business owners are fearing that by coming out they will lose they will lose business relationships, they will lose customers, they will lose something. Well, we try to say that actually, no, there is also something what you might gain. And this is the helping hand from the corporates. There's a helping hand which gives you the opportunity to grow and tap on new business opportunities.
0: Yeah, that's that's quite true. Thank you, thank you for your answer. And moving on, uh, there was a special moment so I would like to ask both of you. Back in 2020, you create something new, the H. West Awards. So I would like to, uh, I would like to ask both of you if you could present a little or explain a little um, to our audience what are, there, what are these awards about. Well, you know, when we
1: when we did it for the first time in, in 2020. It yeah. was something that we were not really, really convinced about. Yeah. You know, you know, you get this, this you get these awards everywhere, right? The only ones that have no awards is East meets West, by the way, we have no award nowhere, but anyway, that's because we have such high quality, I think, but I mean, you get awards, but awards should be, should mean something. So we said, let's do something. Let's, let's bring something. Let's create in that case, three awards. And 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 uh, but only not and how do we do it? We just talk to each other and say, look, this one, this one, this one, and we agree on it. It's very non-scientific, but it's really meant. We want to know people, organizations that we see in our work as East, East West, as being very active, big contributors. And and they need a tap on the shoulder, and that's what we want to do. give a tap on the shoulder award. And and that is, and we did it the first time last year. And to my own, let's say, positive surprise, people really appreciate this. An award from East Meets West is not something that you just say, Oh yeah, I have a I have a, a beaker, extra beaker to put on my office. No, people really appreciate what we do. They are touched by it and therefore we said we do it again in 2021 because we know it has a meaning east meets west awards are more than just an awards it's appreciation that comes from our our hearts and that what is important i think great thank and you i would i would
2: also say what is specific yeah. for these awards we we always try to make them also country specific yes. so for, Yes, we were in Austria, so there was uh, there was an Austrian element uh, in 2020. And being in Poland, uh, we really wanted, and we were searching for 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 quite yeah. some time to really give an award and also a certain physical present, a certain physical award, something what will remind people about not only the conference but also the whole country. I mean, what's happening uh, in, in in Poland? and uh, we were super happy and lucky i think that uh, we met uh, Dobromila Yasikovska.
0: Uh, yeah she
2: lives in uh, in Warsaw and uh, she created some time ago a rainbow flag and uh, she sewed it herself and she was super proud that actually yes she 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 has basically a piece she has something which uh, she can display on her balcony and with this uh, celebrate uh, the pride but what happened is that uh, somebody took an acid and uh, actually splashed the, the acid uh, uh. Uh, to, on on the flag. So suddenly the flag was actually lost the colours, lost the lost the lost the shine. But she was so kind of engaged and so motivated uh, and so smart that uh, she actually turned it around in a way that now she is producing such flags. So. We engaged uh, uh, Dobromila to sue for us, for, for three of the of the winners, uh, unique flags, flags you will not find anywhere else. And uh, I'm also happy now to repeat who were the winners of 2021. It was uh, when it comes to the corporates. So we have three categories, corporates, NGO, and uh, a person, corporates, uh, this was uh, Accenture. And, this was a difficult one. Difficult from perspective of we knew that it's Accenture because they have done such a great things in 2020, end of the year and 2021. But whom do we give the flag, the flag, the present, if it's a 500,000 plus uh, employee company? But uh, there was one person who stood with us from the very beginning when we met in Palm Springs, U.S., and that was Nedra Dixon, who leads uh, supply diversity for for Accenture. So. She was on the stage, virtual stage with us. She got the present. When it comes to the, the persons, it was Fabrice. I mean, if there is one person who stands out, this is Fabrice. And I'm happy that uh, he was also joining us on the stage at the ceremony. And the last but not least, the uh, NGO, we got just incredible support. But not only was the conference, but throughout all of the years when we know each other, from znaki from the NGO, the leading NGO, uh, which actually brings all of the different small NGOs in Krakow together. and Mateusz was there with us to to take the the, the award. And that was it. That was the end of the conference. And then my sad moment came <laughs> <laughs> and Ludo's uh, happiest moment. no, yes yeah, yeah, that was actually that.
0: yeah
1: yeah tell me, yeah.
2: No, I have to say, I mean there was there was one more thing what we have done. I've, I've asked actually the the camera guys, hey, I mean, at the end, I don't want that just like that we switch it off and then we put the slide. no. So this was a little arranged that uh, when I gave them the signal, they simply turned the camera, they they took it in the hands and they they showed the people also how the studio looked, and uh, they also showed uh, the backstage team. So the team who was there supporting us, uh, making amazing uh, day for us, but also for all who were in the audience, but also to give a spotlight on, on Mestor, because let's not forget, I mean, the conference would not run as great uh, if we would not have the smiling guy uh, with us before the conference and then on-site in uh, in Warsaw. I mean, you have done an amazing job. I said it already several times that... You are a gift to us and you are a gift to the conference. And once again, I mean the miracle you have done with all of the last minute uh, hundred registrations, my compliments.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to you guys that you allow me to help you and to participate in this thing in such events. And and I if I could share as well with, with you one moment that was so rewarding for me was at the very beginning of of the of the event when people were start start saying hi hi and they were just mentioning where were they from where were they at that moment we could see people from russia china india usa uk and many other countries around europe that it was so rewarding that we could reach such many people around the world and and it, it was like really that that perfect well it for me was maybe the a little as a closing because i could see was was the the, the result of, of of our job of our work but then it was amazing to see how they people were interested in what we were doing so that maybe could be a little my reflection on on how uh this it's West conference 2021 went but for uh, a Closing, I would like to ask you each of you a little reflection on the whole event, the whole experience. Maybe, um, Ludo, you could uh give us a, a couple more words about your experience in that in the whole co- co- event.
1: Well, you know, we had we had a lot of events, it grew little by little, we were on number seven, which is amazing. Uh, but but this event is for us the moment in the year that we really are. Talking to our people, that we talk to the world, that we talk to our own contacts, our people we work with, and that we also try to be um, really typically East meets West. Professional, with motivation to do it, authentic in what we give, and also showing that's a lot of work. And standing there, as I said, we stand there behind what we do. We moderate, we are there, we are in the full screen, and if we... Do it wrong, it's us, nobody else. So this is for me, I think, very important. This is really a very important moment in the, in the year. We see also the changes. We see that we had last year, for instance, we had um, the first online, which was, I think, we were one of the only ones doing it, the first ones doing it. It was, let's say, technically not very good, not yet. But this year it was amazing, honestly. I have seen conferences of companies that have budgets of millions, yeah? that couldn't reach the quality and the level we made. Incredible, honestly, and I'm very proud of it. And certainly you, as I said again, you really also were a really added value to East meets West. We kept it to the two of us, but believe me, you as third person, you played your role and we can hardly miss you. We cannot miss you at all, clearly. So this is it, it is a moment of, of happiness for us. And as I said, when it is running, I already had on a paper, like, things we should do different the next year, things we might do next year that that you already think about the next one. I'm already thinking about the 10th, you know, the 10th, the the, the big celebration of the 10th East meets West. Um, That will be something special. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean. I mean, we will see who is the president of the US. We can invite him, except when it's Trump again, then we don't invite him. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that Paul wants to see the King of Belgium. I mean, we might think about it. No, but this is this is something that you look forward to. And um, it's just a celebration of what we do. And it, especially for me, it motivates me very much. Because when you are a whole year working, sometimes you think to yourself, why the hell am I doing this? Yeah, I mean, you, it, it's always working. It's always doing things. Instead of I want to go out, I want to do things, I want to do that. No, I have to do this and this and this. And when you do the conference and you see what it gives back to you, you know very well why you do it. Because we are very, f- we are fortunate. We live our great life, and I think we should also keep people pushing, pulling, and tell them that don't give up, be inspired. There will be a day that that. I, always, I used it already a few times. We go for that moment that your sexual orientation or the sexual orientation of a person is as irrelevant as the color of your eyes. That's what we aim for. Still a long way to go, but we do our thing. Now I shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you so much, Luna. Maybe you, Pavel, you, would you like to well, share something extra? <laughs> I cannot really say more. I mean, I I fully
2: agree what Ludo said. For us, 2021 conference was way different, different in a way how we prepared for it. So we were not together, right? So we we operated from different locations, and uh, we also did it in different countries. So we really kind of uh, pull up the sleeves and we went to the country, the new place. I mean, we never had done something like this. Another thing was that we engaged professionals so there was a professional company to make all of the uh, promotions when it comes to the background uh, to, the, to the marketing media etc we had a studio we had the professional equipment so we had also there so so we kind of elevated uh, ourselves in into totally different level i'm still amazed that east meets west is basically two people pavel and ludo and yes with the support of, uh, of 2021 Nestor and hopefully also in the future years and also with the support of uh, of the partners which we have, which actually believe in the in the work we do, even two people can make a difference. And yes. yeah, by this, yeah, I think it was a great, uh, great conversation. And I would say fast on your seatbelts because 2022 conference, hmm, we don't know actually where it will be.
1: And I keep saying to Pavel Pavel, I'm now a pensioner. Pensioners are people that take it easy. They're not so active. They take naps. They need being quiet. But it doesn't impress him, you know. He just keeps treating me as if I was still the one that I was eight years ago. So I might be there in 2022. Yes, it might be that.
2: But the good thing with Ludo is that uh, despite uh, he might be senior of a look, there's still a young soul, so oh, yes. yeah. that <laughs> makes it, uh, that makes it a, a power guy.
1: Nestor, he's that. gone. I am gone. Still you lost here. Him. You lost Pavel. Oh, I'm still he's here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm taking my,
1: my notes and uh, and everything so that I know Written what notes, say. not written notes, paper notes. Oh yes, look at this. Oh it. my god. Five This pages. is a historical moment. This is a historical moment. Ladies and gentlemen. Babel Schubert has, in the midst of all possible devices, digital innovation, other junk, he found the magic of paper and (laughs) pens. You touch me, I'm really touched in my soul. (laughs) There is still hope for humanity, honestly. This this is great. I'm touched, honestly. I have to drink a little bit of water, otherwise I will start crying. (laughs) I'm happy now.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, that's a good start. I'm maybe a little nervous, but no. Don't
1: be nervous or just don't think about it, just be yourself, you know us, we know you. If we say something stupid, you can cut it. <laughs> if you say something stupid, you can cut it, that's a nice thing. So, uh, you are you are okay, just be yourself and uh, you know us, it's not that you have an exam yet. It's finished the exams, this is just fun. <laughs> yes, totally,
0: okay. Hey, we missed something, I wanted to ask you about the member, the member area. so one question is missing, um, we just, I will count one, two, three, and I will ask you if uh, we, start, we have some great news, and uh, maybe one of you want to, to do the announcement? The members only? Okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, thank you both of you, Pavel and Nudo. And before we say goodbye to our audience, I think we have a really nice announcement maybe. Pavel, would you, would you like to share this? I thought it's that, uh, that Ludo is getting married,
2: but uh, this is already uh, done. <laughs> no, we have a different announcement to make. Uh, I mean, uh, for some time we've been a uh, been, uh, little, little not so great when it comes to documentation. Right, So we do conferences, we do events, uh, we do different publications, uh, and then uh, we we usually keep them for, for ourselves, but that should not be the case. So what we have done, we took the time and uh, we redesigned our website that is now newly a member zone. So the member zone there, people can find not only 2021 recording of the conference, and we also put it nicely that it's not eight and a half hours, uh, just one video that you can you have to actually go through. No, we cut it uh, into the pieces, into the sessions. We also put the descriptions, etc. Plus, we also put uh, 2020 documentation, 2019 documentation, I think 2018 as well. And I'm sure that uh, in our sleepless nights uh, we will make it complete and uh, we will make it really uh, a great and rich place where you can go for i don't know recordings but also for inspiration because there's so much what we have covered yes. and we have
0: talked about that uh, it would be pity not yeah. to be seen thank you again guys and thanks, uh, thanks for having me as well perfect well, thanks for hosting this event i mean yes, it was absolutely. it was great perfect thank you he's thank good you.
2: Ludo, right
1: yes he did a great job